So they just took off. Dave Toll yelled at him at the line. Everyone's cheering. Evan Huffman at the very, very back. Strava times, he's going to win. Yeah, he's, uh, he's local, so he knows the segments. So he knows if he starts at the back and just kind of casually rolls to the front, he's making up 15, 20 seconds. So. Minimum. KOM's galore today. All right, so we walked around the area, saw some riders, did some interviews. Uh, anything catch your eye? Um, big crowds again. A lot of people out milling around, talking to cyclists. Um, some of the cyclists were really um, open to talking. Uh, Emerson Arante just kind of approached you based on your shirt and uh, was, was really engaging. So it was cool to see some guys like proactively looking to, to talk to media. Yeah, and my shirt isn't anything extraordinary. It just says the word Colorado. It's not like, you know, 420 or something. So. Uh, yeah, and then um, Dave Dave Kaus was really nice to us and got us an interview with uh, Max Schockman. So um, you'll have that coming up as well. Yeah, no, that was that was cool. He he literally dragged him off the uh, team bus for us. So right, and then and then uh, Peter Sagan, he probably was the biggest rock star out here. Yellow jersey, winning yesterday, single. So you know everyone was around his uh, his his bus. Yeah, no, he uh, he had the biggest crowd. I think what I saw then uh, Finney had a relatively good sized crowd, and there wasn't a lot of interest in Cavendish like there's been in years past. Cavendish used to be the big draw, and now he's kind of faded away. Right, and so we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk more about Cavendish and some of the sprinters uh, as we head up to uh, South Lake Tahoe. So you ready for the trek? Uh, very much so. It's going to be exciting. Let's go get some coffee. All right, I'm with Mike Sayers, director of the USA Cycling Team. Tell us about yesterday. Uh, great day. Great day. I mean, like dream day kind of. Uh, Travis really came through. I think it uh, showed everybody what a good rider, a classy rider he is. He's been knocking on the door for a long time and i think he broke through yesterday and so we're just gonna try to continue the momentum uh we had some plans for the under 23 jersey which clearly worked out so um yeah it was a really good day yesterday and we'll just continue riding the wave so you had tyler stites in the break and he ended up with the uh the u23 jersey um what's your plan for him going forward is this something you're gonna be able to keep for a few days uh, we'll play by ear. I mean, uh, we're a little focused on Travis right now. Uh, Tyler is going, they're going to stick together today. And actually, the way the stage kind of plays out today, the objectives of both riders kind of work together. So uh, we're just, you know, they know each other from Tucson. They spend a lot of time together. So that's helpful. Um, and we're just going to kind of go with the general plan that we have. And then we'll see how, what happens after the finish. Because at this point, we're still kind of running on a day by day operation, which is kind of how we were approaching the race in general. And we're just going to stick with that plan. When you had Tyler out in the break yesterday, how was that playing out in the car as far as what you expected? I mean, it looked like it was going to be a sprint stage no, no matter what. Well, yeah, we were trying to use the strength of the riders uh, to get us where we needed to go. And the time bonus was relatively key to that happening. And then beyond that, uh, it was just kind of a decision of do we bring them back? Do we leave them out there? When the when Char went back and with the Astana guy going back, it kind of forced our hand a little bit. I would have preferred that maybe he tried to go through the second time bonus. But you, it's cycling. you got to play with what you have. So out there in winters, it looked a little confusing with the, the sprint. Was there any conversation as to, because it looked like Char maybe went a little early and then there was some mix-up? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean we, we played our hand. I mean, Tyler played his hand, and he's actually a much better sprinter than people give him credit for, considering how well he climbs, and we know that. And But he's a lot of these riders are unknown factors to these bigger teams, so they don't really know what to expect. And Creed is a good 
director who was a world tour guy and and between creed and i we think we understand the landscape pretty well so we just went with what we felt was best last thing on uh, mccabe coming into the finish what did you guys do to try to get him in position or you just rely on his skills of just doing what he does surfing wheels and getting in the right spot no we had a plan i mean the the plan actually it's kind of amazing it went pretty well we i was very clear that there was going to be a team that was going to overcook it early and that was um that was the dutch guys and as soon as they started riding from like a lap and a half out i was like this is this is perfect because they're going to go really hard and then quick step is going to go over the top which is kind of what happened the 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 bottom line was we needed to in that sprint you have to stay within the wheels if it's just you and another teammate and you have to come a little bit late but you have to have the position and Travis was I think clearly the fastest guy and he did everything right and he he ended up pushing up his own win for most of his sprint uh so I mean it he played it right. He had a little kind of hiccup in the middle, but ultimately he did what we said, which is the guys got him in position to sit the wheel in the last kilometer, and then it's just up to him to have the speed to come through. And and they did, and he did, and so it worked out. You said yesterday, you told me, um, look, we've basically won already, but you've had a night to sleep on it. Now what are you going to do? What's the plan for the rest of the race? We've won already. <laughs> You're giving up. <laughs> no, we're not giving up. But we at this point, there. The most dangerous person in the world is a guy that has nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose. So at this point, we have accomplished all of our goals. We've done everything that we want. And so now we have to have new goals. But ultimately, we, I mean, we've won. We have house money now. So no matter what happens, we're going to continue to be aggressive because that's my style. We're going to continue to race every single day as hard as we can because that's the objective of the team. And the riders are still here from a development standpoint to learn. They're here to get experience, to get fitness, you know, and all of those boxes are being ticked off. But ultimately, we have to get to the end of the race for all of that to be completed. So right now, we're going to get to the end of the race. We're going to take it day by day, which is what we talked about before. We're not going to change that plan. And we're going to take the we're going to take the opportunities when they present themselves like they did yesterday. More opportunities will present themselves and we will try to capitalize on those. Any predictions for today? It's a tough finish. It's a really tough finish. And it's a tough, it's a grinding stage. And I think that with the late start yesterday and the early start today, that it may take some guys a while to get going. But there's still a lot of racing ahead. And I think that um, because it's essentially uphill the whole way today. Last year when they did this, it was it was pretty conservative in the group. I think the breakaway is going to need to be eight or ten guys to really have any hope of working. But... There is a precedent for the breakaway making it to the finish with Tom Scoines a couple years ago, and that that is certainly could happen today. So they don't have that big climb up the backside. So do you think it'll be a, a reduced group, but probably bigger than last year? And then they have a little kick up actually to the finish. Right. So the finish is really hard. The I think the descents are more of an issue than the climbs uh, once we get up at altitude, because if the wind is really blowing, uh, the descents could actually split the field. They're super fast. You're at altitude, so your speed goes up uh, because you have less wind resistance. If the wind is blowing, it's a little more exposed. The run in is a little bit easier because you have that flat section along Pioneer Trail. But ultimately, you would have to work really hard to get guys back if they're more than like 45 seconds down going over the last line. I really appreciate it. Good luck today. All right. Thanks. I'm with Max Shackman. Did I pronounce that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
How do you feel about today? Oh, like, have you previewed this course at all? Now we saw it in the roadbook. It's pretty. It's going to be a long day, probably. I mean, uh, 4,500 meters of climbing. Uh, 215 kilometer stage is pretty long, but I heard, I heard it's also a pretty, uh, yeah, nice scenery there up there, <laughs> landscape. Well, we'll let you take in some of the scenery. Uh, you've had an amazing year so far. How do you feel about Tour of California this year and your prospects for it? Yeah, you know, I, I had a pretty long spring season and not a big break, so no time to build up again. Uh, I will take the race day by day, see what's possible try to grab my opportunities. Um, have you previewed uh, Mount Baldy or any of the other, uh, Hamilton tomorrow or uh, just taking it day by day? I did these races in 2017 okay. uh, or these climbs. Um, yeah, Mount Baldy is a pretty tough one. Hamilton is hard as well, but um, they extended the stage, so it's pretty long flat path at the end of the stage. So I, I predict the a hard race, but not a super hard, like the selective race. So what do you think about your chance of winning today? And then uh, Luani, tell me what your plans are for the rest of the season. Uh, about winning today, yeah. I'm going to try if I have the legs, but uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's also a pretty long distance. It uh, has to be ridden in altitude. So this yeah changes everything a little bit. And yeah, my plans for the upcoming seasons are like just getting back into perfect shape, maybe right to the France. And um, I think the World's World Championships are on goal as well, like every year. So do you have, you're on a short list or a long list? One of the lists for the tour this year then? Yeah, I'm on the long list. Yeah. Okay. So this is part of your preparation. Would you, how would you feel about your season and getting a win at the Tour of California in comparison to what else you've done? Would be great, uh, of course, because... Uh, I mean, I love that race. It's a beautiful race, and yeah, it would would be nice to add another victory, especially if I add a victory here. I would have scored in almost every stage race this season. So, of course, that would be a nice extra. One more thing. Um, you've got Peter in yellow, yeah. Um, but you've got some prospects for overall. So, how does that fit into today? Yeah, I think we're gonna do what we have to do. Um, you know, Peter knows that he won't win the GC, the overall, but of course we will, we will pull, we will try to defend today. And I think we have a strong team here, so shouldn't be a problem. Thank you very much and good luck today. You're welcome. Uh, Emerson Arate. Former national champion. Yeah, how'd you know? I follow cycling, that's okay. my job. Wow, that's very flattering. Um, yeah, no, you, you are from Colorado. You just asked me because I have a Colorado shirt. I used to live there. This, this isn't about me. This is about you. How's your season been going? Uh, it's been going well. Doing a lot of racing in Europe. This is actually the uh, first race I've done in the United States. Spent most of our, or the team has spent a lot of time in Spain and uh, France. And uh, I just got back from the tour of Turkey. So just racking up those air miles. And how did Turkey go for you? We are Evan, who else was out there with you? Uh, Huffman was there, local legend Evan Huffman. Um, Kyle Murphy did a top 10 ride. Rob Britton was uh, not far behind. That's in the overall. Uh, I made the break a couple days. Um, worked on our tan. Got to try some really interesting food. All in all, it's a productive trip. Uh, How does this look for you today? Have you previewed this ride at all, uh, today's route? Um, we did this stage in 2016 
so whatever overlap there is from that I've done um, generally though I'm under the impression it goes uphill so uh, you, were you here last year I was not no so you missed it last year. I did how about for the rest of the tour what's I mean Evan said in the press conference that you guys are just kind of freewheeling you don't really have overall ambitions but looking at your roster I don't know if I beg to differ but you know we've got McNulty Britain what do you think yeah, those are two very strong riders. We also have uh, Gavin Mannion and Kyle Murphy who um, can can punch above their weight in races like this. Uh, <clears throat> I think we're we're kind of taking it day by day to see what comes, and uh, for for certain guys like McNulty and and Rob, um, thinking of the overall. Uh, but you got to take your opportunities where you can in races like this, especially because it, it is a big. It is a big race for for Rally UHC, and um, we do want to showcase ourselves. So we gotta we gotta put ourselves out there. And what about you personally? Any personal goals for this week? Uh, I'd love to make a break. Um, mostly though, I, I I'm here to support the other guys and and just make sure they can pass these stages as fresh as possible because Baldy is Baldy's going to be the the really decisive stage and <clears throat> to sort of. Uh, lead into that with these four these four pretty tough long days uh you're you know guys need to be guys need to be fresh and so that's my job to keep them as fresh as possible what are your goals for the rest of the season after california another defense of your national championships (laughs) well um yeah i mean to win national title would be great nationals is a bit of a um a roll of the dice so uh i wouldn't say that's necessarily a, a a big bullseye for me but uh, I, I think my goals align with the team's goals in general, and that is we're trying to become a more European-based team and uh, become better racers across the pond because it is, it is very different. I mean, I think when, when we say that to people and uh, they kind of look at us weird as if, you know, oh, it's a bike race, as if they're all sort of the same, but it's really apples and oranges. And, and so the learning curve over there is something I'm, I'm trying to uh, – figure out just like this in this entire program so i know we're getting close here but um so europe is a little different than the u.s but then you have the tour of california which kind of melds those two how does that as far as working in the field positioning compared to europe and compared to just racing in the u.s uh california definitely has a u.s flair just based on you know something as simple as like the size of the roads you know i think um you know, in, in Europe, you sort of have all these little bottlenecks that you have to plan around and, and execute uh, tactics for. And in the United States, it's a bit more straightforward. But the the common thing between the two is that they're both hard. They're both physically hard. Um, this is not an easy race by any stretch of the imagination. And having European teams here, definitely, you notice that it's it's a, it's another it's another level. All right. Um, predictions for today? Uh, this isn't a biased opinion at all, but I think Evan Huffman's going to win. So last year he got in the break on this race, uh, this this actual stage. Goes right through his hometown. I mean, his uh, Eldorado Hills out there where he used to live. So uh, I think that's a good bet. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great if he could. It's funny. Everyone, he's such like a local legend. I, we had no idea. He's so soft-spoken. And we, we did a ride and... Uh, 
you know, we did a ride back from the stage yesterday and, and these people kind of tacked onto our group and they were saying, oh, Evan Huffman, when he does the group rides, you know, it's going to be a serious group ride. And, you know, people are always cheering his name. So, uh, yeah, in, in, in common Evan Huffman fashion, uh, he doesn't lead on as to how much of a hero he is out here. But, yeah, I'm rooting for him today. Well, you're from Boulder, is that correct? Uh, I around boulder yeah so you know group rides there can be pretty significant but we get like you know nilson palace and cole davis and then evan huffman so it's a big deal yeah i know he's he's uh the, the king of sacramento all right we'll let you roll out and good luck today yeah thank you very much trek up to South Lake Tahoe uh, along with the riders, but we did it in a car. Um, 214 kilometers, you do the math, I think that's right around 130-some miles, and um, great day out on the road, great day for the, the, the race itself. Uh, we're going to go through kind of some things that uh, happened to us today, some interviews this morning, some in the afternoon, and then some of our commentary about um, what took place. Uh, Chris is driving. I'm in the passenger seat. I'll be handing him the mic. Just you. <laughs> Do you have any any uh, any takes on the early day? Any of our predictions that came true? I don't think we really nailed any of the predictions. Um, I think had we picked any random climber, we probably would have been in uh, better uh, results than we were. But we talked to who did we talked to this morning, Ben King. And he had indicated that the race would come down to a, a big group finishing. Break wouldn't stick. He thought 50 guys would come together. And uh, as we saw at the end of the day, that really wasn't the case. Um, did you? I don't think we really officially made predictions, but in my head, the top five is not who I would have picked. How about you? Right. So let me, yeah, let's back up just um, the interviews who we saw um, Mike Sayers this morning. We talked to him and his team. He said, he thought a break would stick uh, due to Kingsbury grade not being there. Um, and you pointed to Tom Squeens uh, a few years ago that had made that happen. We talked to um, Max Shockman, and uh, he was up there, what, fourth place today? He was fifth. Fifth place today. Ben King said a break's not going to stay away. And I, and then we talked to him after the finish as well. Well, we talked to him before the, the race this morning. Uh, off the mic, uh, I noticed a little thing about his shoes. Yesterday he had black shoes on, walking around. Then we saw him on TV, he had white shoes. So I asked him about that. He said he broke a buckle, got that replaced. Then he said about the race today that, look, I, it's not, not going to come down to a, a breakaway. It's going to be a uh, group coming through to the finish. And I don't think he meant like Grupo Compacto, but, you know, a group like, like, like pretty much what it did. Uh, Dr. Max Shackman, like I said, uh, Emerson Durante, he did say, um, no, we'll have to just have you listen to that. You can predict. As far as predictions go, the only one was maybe Evan Huffman off in the break, and then when we talked to Max Shackman about kissing up to him, just saying, hey, maybe you'll win today. But other than that, um, All right, so we'll give a little breakdown of the race itself, which I'm sure you saw, but some of our, we drove the entire route, uh, well, we skipped White Rock, so we caught it up at Placerville, and then drove the, the route out through um, Fox Bar, Orem, or Omo Ranch Road up to 88, over Carson Pass, Kirkwood Summit, and 
what I got from there was the, the first two Cat 3 climbs and the descents were very tricky and the other ones were pretty straightforward. Um, what did you think about the route itself? It was, um, like said, we drove it, so it's, it's really difficult to appreciate how challenging it is, but the early climbs were a lot steeper and um, the descents were a lot steeper and twisty than I thought they'd be. Um, very easy if you don't uh, pay attention to where you're going to, to kind of take a turn with a little too much speed. But the uh, the overall route, my takeaway from it was that it's, it's a brutal day. Um, you know, there's no Cat 1 climbs or, or HC climbs on it, but just given the, the volume of vertical gain, it's a, it, it's a tough one. Uh, yeah, totally. And it was, it was, like I said, it was kind of a two different types of climbs. The first ones were, uh, you know, skinny roads, tight descents uh, over the two, two Cat 2 climbs and cat three climbs and then when you get to the cat twos it's more well highway 88 it's wide open uh but more difficult climbs as far as their duration and um just some of the, the elevation that they got up to you know over eight thousand feet um we'll go through some of the so okay what let's just go through kind of the some of the results uh some of the things that we saw happening and very impressive uh you got a break of the day uh michael hernandez correct me if i'm wrong on any of this uh, Evan Huffman, um, who else was in that break early on? Bernice Paul. Bernice Paul. For CCC. For CCC. And... Oh, uh, uh, Rowe. Luke Rowe. Luke Rowe and Davide um, Ballerini. And so they get, uh, what, two, maybe three minutes at some point on their... Uh, on their uh, well, first of all, they come through Placerville. Michael Hernandez gets the, the sprint point through there. Then you have two uh, KOMs. Evan Huffman gets the first one with David Ballerini getting second. Then the third one, we switch that up with David Ballerini getting the first. Evan Huffman getting second. Michael Hernandez third. And then you start to see the um, EF Education first come onto the front and just put the hammer down. And you know, we talked about in the press conferences, they said they're the best team on paper. And I think today they showed it. What do you think of EF movement? And then they're drilling back everybody on the Cat 2 climbs for um, Kirkwood and Carson. Yeah, no, definitely a best team on paper. And like so today, they, they showed they were the best team overall. Um, we talked to Evan Hoffman briefly, and he kind of went on the fact that Education First didn't really give the break much leash. I think, uh, like I said, the best they got was maybe two minutes out, but uh, they were definitely riding with, with some purpose and, and kept those guys in check and, and pulled them back at the right time, so really well executed uh, effort on their part. I think, you know, after the climbs, they, they did get Morton, Lachlan Morton, into one of the smaller breaks of the day. Uh, Shortman break, I should say. But, uh, yeah, they did a good job managing the group. Yeah, so Lachlan Morton comes over Kirkwood Summit, uh, winning the KOM over Casper Asgreen, <laughs> David uh, Bellarini, and Evan Huffman. So that group is kind of, um, I think Lachlan had gone up to there along with Asgreen and a few others. And so there was some remnants of the break and with some new guys in and Hoffman's hanging on and Lachlan had been lighting it up, but boom, you got Casper Asgreen coming to the fore for that. Then they come over the Carson Pass and uh, a little bit of a break there with the Israel Cycling Academy, uh, Alex Cataford coming over the front, getting the, the lead on that one. Now, now Rahani of Kofidis in second, uh, Davide Ballerini in third and Evan Huffman. So you get there. They had the last climb up to the finish, which had some points as well. 
Uh, but otherwise, as far as the KOM goes, uh, Jersey, it is with Davide Ballerini with Huffman in second. Um, okay, so they come over the last summit and take a little left and, on the road and they go up to a sprint spot, which is about 25k or so from the finish, somewhere in that range. And we went over that this morning. Chris, take me through what you, your feelings of a uh, sprint point uh, at that point of the race. Well, I would even back it up further and kind of talk about the course in, in a general perspective. Um, so we jumped onto the course in Placerville. Uh, we know enough about the roads from Rancho Cordova up to Placerville to get a sense of the terrain. Um, so there were a couple of the, the later climbs. I think it was the, not Carson Pass, but the one before it, it was uh, Kirkwood Pass. Yeah, Summit. Kirkwood Summit. Kirkwood Summit. And it was like a descent into a short, pitchy roller. And that was a Cat 2 climb, which was a little bit of a head-scratcher. Um, you know, we, we've climbed up Serrano and El Dorado Hills, and it's substantially more challenging than the the Kirkwood Summit climb that was a Cat 2. So it's odd that they wouldn't incorporate that as a, a classified climb. And then, you know, getting back into the sprint, it was the climb from Pickett's Junction to Luther Pass, which is, I mean, that's, that's a hefty climb. That's, that's not an easy task 100-plus miles into a race. And then to call it a sprint's kind of silly. I don't know if there's a requirement from the race directors that they have to have a certain number of climbs and sprint locations in, in the stage, but it, it seemed like an odd place to put a sprint. Right. So coming up to the sprint, what was really interesting, though, was kind of the dynamics of the group. You still had De La Cruz, you had Rowan Dennis, Lachlan Morton, uh, a few of these guys. I think Lawson Craddock was in there. Uh, Richie Port, I want to say. He could have been back still with TJ. But then you had George Bell, uh, Nelson Palace was in that group. But then you had George Bennett wanting to bridge across. He goes up and he takes with him um, Herdez. I'm going to look at that guy's name again. Uh, basically, a, a, a small writer from EF Education First. Nelson Palace drops out of that front group uh, to tow them up. And is this is all happening for a sprint spot, which is actually a climb. And it was a very good opportunity to have this happen before the, the run-in. Um, they, I'm not sure if they connected, but then that's when you saw Ballerini, I think it was Ballerini and Asgreen uh, off the front, and then uh, more mixing up in the group, and uh, Evan Huffman, Rob Britton, TJ Van Garderen, uh, they all end up, uh, Max Schockman, uh, Pojakar of UAE Emirates, uh, all these guys battling it out, and so they have coming into the finish, there, the last 4 or 5K, and once again, we drove that route. Chris, what did you think of that uh, the finish stretch? Yeah, that was that was pretty tough. So we took, um, what is that, 89? And that ties into 50, where you can jump over to, to Pioneer Trail. Um, I've only really been on Pioneer Trail in the past. And it's, it's kind of rolling, but not terrible. But this, this route turned off before Pioneer Trail and, and zigzagged through some neighborhoods that just had some really short kind of 7 to 10 percent grade little punchy 100 meter climbs inter, intermixed into the finish there so it was it was not an easy finish a lot of up and down up and down up and down and then that leads into uh kind of the ski run finish which is a kilometer kilometer half of, of some pretty steep stair step climbing so it's, it's not an easy finish by any means yeah a lot of that pitchy stuff and when it comes at the end of you know your 100 plus mile uh day at all these climbs uh you know brutal matter of fact uh talking to ben king at the finish he's he looks tired he's told me um and i think he was only eight minutes back of the leader but he's like uh 
I was cramping so bad, I literally got off my bike. And, you know, you can lose minutes. And, you know, that's, that's actually what was happening. Now, impressive on the finish was, one, EF Education First setting this scenario up to, to be what it was. And then TJ actually putting, uh, you know, the knife in a little bit, which you don't always really see. Going up against some classics writers, Shockman, Asgreen, uh, you know, Ballerini in there, some guys that have a little bit maybe more firepower. But, you know, in the last 2K, uh, he really kind of stuck it to him and did his best to thin the group down to four. Uh, TJ, Asgreen, Johnny Moscond, uh, Tajik Pojikar of the UAE team, and Moscond of uh, formerly Sky of Team Ineos. And coming around the last corner, um, TJ's leading it out. Asgreen gets uh, over the top of him. and uh, But they get the same time on the finish. So you get the finish here of Casper Asgreen first, TJ Van Garderen in second, Jenny Mosk on third, Pajikar in fourth, Max Schachman 16 seconds back in fifth, Jonas Gregard of Astana in 27 seconds at sixth place, Rob Britton, Canada, 27 seconds for UHC, uh, Raleigh UHC, Sergio Higuerti, Higuerta, uh, that's the education first rider in eighth. Rigoberto Uran in ninth. George Bennett in tenth. Those guys are all running around 31 seconds. Uh, very impressive. So, what do you think of TJ's run in and his uh, attempts to actually, you know, just snaggle that uh, jersey off of? Uh, well, they already got rid of Sagan, but at this point, uh, well, uh, Asgreen, you know, wins the stage. Johnny Moscon's in second, but TJ gets the overall jersey due to Asgreen losing a little time yesterday. What would you think of uh, TJ coming into the finish? Eh. All right. I, I didn't want to negate his effort, but I was I was really impressed by, by Asgreen. Um, sure. He, he indicated in the uh, in the press conference, this, this is his first professional win. Uh, he really just kind of jumped on the stage this year by taking second in Flanders as kind of, uh, not to say he's a nobody, he's obviously a very talented rider, but he was kind of an unknown at that point, and, and Clearly, he's got some some form, got good legs to take second at Flanders, which is an incredibly tough race, and then to win this stage, which is very difficult uh, on paper and, and based on what we drove, it's, it's it's a tough course. So, very impressed to see him uh, dig deep and take that win. He's he's not a small guy by any means. He's six three, six four, one hundred seventy five pounds. So to climb as well as he did today is impressive too. He made an interesting. Well, Fred Dreyer of the uh, Vela News uh, asked the question in the press conference. Look, you, you got second at Flanders. You win this climbing race. Um, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kind of a climber or classics rider? And he, he said flat out classics. He's like, I had so much fun doing Flanders. I was, uh, you know, that's just what I want to do. Um, interesting due to the fact of how he rode it. Now, maybe my exuberance for TJ is I don't, my expectations sometimes have been dulled with him of uh, taking the reins and actually going to the front. A lot of times, you know, there was, he wasn't chasing anybody down necessarily. He was on the front doing the work, and I don't necessarily have seen that from him. So um, that's my point. And, you know, that, that's very true, and he was very aggressive. Um, so it was good to see it's, it's, you know, in the press conference somebody asked, you know, new team, new vibe, and, and that might be the case is that he's, he's in new colors and maybe he feels an obligation to perform differently, or maybe he's just got a different outlook on, on how to handle the race, different guy in his ear telling him what to do. So some, some changes there, but it was it was good to see an aggressive approach on, on his part. Um, interesting to see how uh, 
Baldy shakes out for him if he A, retains yellow up until that point and B, how he performs there. Right. Um, that will be. And, you know, we had spoken about, you know, at the press conference, uh, it was mentioned that there was no time trial and he said, oh, we're going to kind of wait till it shakes out on, on Baldy. Uh, it didn't happen that way. He got, a, you know, a few seconds, 30 some seconds on his teammates here. And it's kind of shook out in a sense like a time trial where he, he got a little bit of advantage right away, which I think, you know, it depends on how he's going on Baldy. He may need that. Um, anyway, so race happens. We end up talking to Ben King. We got uh, Evan Huffman. Uh, got some of the press conference. Any other questions in the press conference? Um, it was uh, Fred Dreyer asked him, uh, you know, but Slipstream has, you know, you're new to Slipstream, but they've never won this race. They've come second you know, a bunch of times. Um, what do you think of that? And uh, do you remember his, his answer? Yeah, he basically said, well, yeah, they haven't won, but they've been on the podium most every time this race has taken place. So obviously it speaks to their ability to come out and perform. Uh, granted, they haven't won, but they're always there in the, in the podium spot. So strong team that they bring to this race. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Okay. Um, any other... So you got looking here at the overall um, results. You know, it's going to be still... It's. I mean, day's not done. They also asked him about, you know, most decisive... Is this one of the more decisive, the next one? And I think it's going to be, you know, die by a thousand cuts type of thing. Uh, next... Uh, tomorrow, obviously, is very important with, uh, what, five, six uh, category, uh, categorized climbs. Uh, obviously, an HC climb. Uh, but you know, you never know those days up the coast. You got to be careful, and some of them are can be dangerous as well. Um, any last lasting memories, Chris, from the day? Yeah, it was um, incredible contrast from yesterday. So yesterday, flat, kind of scabby part of California. No offense to the Central Valley where we live. Um, today, like I said, we drove the course, and it was I mean, just doing the drive was beautiful. You saw the, the foothills, some really cool meadows, snow. get up into the snow. Uh, it was, for the guys that are coming here racing it for the first time, I think it was a good example of just how gorgeous some of the state is. Yeah, you'll listen to some of the interviews we did in the morning, and I'm trying to remember which rider mentioned, um, might have been Arante or Shockman, said, uh, you know, it's, haven't done it, but it's gorgeous. It must have been Arante. Um, but anyway, uh, let's do the GC, TJ Van Garderen in first, Jenny Moscon second at six seconds, Casper Asgreen seven seconds, uh, third place, Tajik uh, Pojakar 16 seconds, fourth, Max Schachman 22 seconds, fifth place, Rob Britton sixth place at 33 seconds, we just did top 10 here, Jonas Grigard 33 seconds, seventh place, David De La Cruz 34 seconds, uh, eighth place. Uh, Felix Grosschartner, uh, 35 seconds in ninth place, and uh, George Bennett, 10th place, 36 seconds. You know, there's just a slew of them. You got Richie Port down there, 37 seconds. Iran, 37 seconds. Rowan Dennis, 42. Uh, Louis Menchies at 48 seconds. So, uh, Gavin Mannion, 57. Um, you know, another impressive one that kind of got me today was uh, we were watching the groups come in. And then you got the front group, then the kind of EF-led second group and then just right behind them was Travis McCabe a minute seven back uh wearing the green jersey he lost that today but I thought it was a pretty impressive ride for him what do you think yeah it was well fought obviously not a not a good course for him but then hanging the group being just a minute back was, was solid and I think you'd also pointed out that you know this this is obviously not a sprinter stage but you've got a guy like Nasser Buhani granted he came in eight minutes behind the group but 
he's still 10, 15 minutes behind the, the large uh, pedo, whatever you want to call it, the, the last guys there. So he, good effort on his part. Yeah, and I think that's what you, uh, my point of uh, seeing Buhani come you know, through, and he's a little guy, but he's a sprinter, is you know you think you can climb or you, whatever, but these guys, even the sprinters can climb um, you know, on a day like today when they have to. Um, Cole Davis, we saw, he came through. You know, uh, another one uh, dropped off the pace, but it was uh, Nielsen Palace really putting in the effort. He kind of got in that front group, and I think twice dropped back when, when the strategy shook out in a way that, that George Bennett missed the move, so he did a lot of work, and I think he just kind of must have you know, cracked at the end. Did you see at all with him coming? I did see him come in, but I didn't catch the time. Um, yeah, he did get brought back twice to support George, so kind of that uh, yo-yoing effect probably took a toll on him. All right, so we went to the, the press conference. I'm just realizing now that Tadej Pojikar, who's the young rider, uh, where uh, and Sergio Huerta is in second place. Edward Anderson. Edward Anderson is the action rider that um, bridged up to the break before the Cat Two cl- first Cat Two climb on Kirkwood, um, and then he ended up doing pretty well. He's minute twelve. This the point I'm getting at is uh, he didn't show up for the uh, the press conference, so bummer for him. And we had David Ballerini's winning the KOM. Um, as Green is winning the green jersey, probably named, and Evan Huffman won the breakaway cancer, breakaway from cancer, most courageous rider of the day, and TJ is in the overall lead. All right, maybe we'll take a look at tomorrow's stage and then let you guys get to some of the interviews that we'll have here at the, the end of this. So tomorrow's race, we are doing Stockton to Morgan Hill. Uh, starts tomorrow around 10 o'clock for those who want to show up there. 207 kilometers, 3,000 total climbing meters. Uh, elevation goes up to about 10.9% max. Six climbs, two sprints. Pretty tough day. As we know, it goes over some climbs before you even get to Mount Hamilton. Talked to Evan Huffman. He said his plan is get out there, get up there early. Uh, so he gets a little head start before Mount Hamilton, which is the HC climb. And then they have come over Hamilton, they hit Quimby, and then they head into uh, Morgan Hill. So that should be a pretty good day for the riders. Um, last time, they, they talked about it in the press conference a few times. Last time they went over there, well, actually, it was, a, yeah, was it last last time? Did they go last year? I don't remember. No, they didn't go. Yeah, 2017 was when they went over there where George Bennett uh, got away. Uh, Squeens was, I think that's when he went down on the snake. And that's, you know, George ends up winning the overall. In the press conference, we heard uh, TJ and Evan Huffman both reference that as, you know, kind of like, look, hey, this is what we can have as de- decisive days ahead. Uh, any predictions that you have for tomorrow? You want to throw those out just willy-nilly? Hard to say. Uh, Lewis Coins maybe looking for some redemption for 17. But it's it's a different stage than the last time they did it because the run-in is an extra 20 kilometers. So anybody that gets away, there's more time to bring it back. Okay, that's uh, pretty much all we have. Thanks for listening in, and we'll throw in some interviews here at the end and a little bit of the press conference perhaps as well. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. I'm with Ben King. Ben just finished stage two at the Tour of California. I talked to you before the race real quickly off mic, and you had predicted it was going to be a group finish. Um, it kind of was. What do you think of how it played out today? Yeah, that's pretty much uh, 
how I how I saw it going. Like uh, the early breakaway was a waste of time, and it was, um, and energy. Uh, it was a long, draining day. Just uh, I think that's my garments has 4,400 meters of climbing, <coughs> over uh, 214 kilometers. So it's all uphill. What was the pace? Now you said the break looked like they got two minutes, two and a half, maybe three and a half minutes. Uh, who was keeping the pace to try to keep them within uh, distance? Uh, it wasn't really uh, any trouble to keep them in in range. They uh, they kind of played games with us and they kept sitting up and and uh, hoping that we would let them have more more of an advantage. But they just uh, we just kept riding along at our pace. They came back close and then. Uh, 100k to go, education first, um, went full gas to try to create some chaos, and they did. They whittled the group down um, pretty small, and then uh, and then started attacking first with Lachlan, and then uh, later with TJ. So, how was, how was your time when they were hitting the front and putting in hard? Uh, how were you doing at, at that moment? It was really hard, um, but I was there at the bottom of this last climb, 2K to go, and then I had like the worst cramps that I've ever had in my life. So I actually had to get off my bike. I, I could not stay on my bike. I was cramping so badly. You need any particular reason for that? Just the altitude, the heat? It's altitude, it's hot. It's, yeah. Well, good luck tomorrow on the rest of the race. Thank you. Huffman is chewing and just did a long race today. Um, you got in the break early and you know your hometown area um, I know you, you pointed that out in the uh, press conferences that's what your plan was to do. How difficult mm -hmm. was it to get that started this morning with the kind of the target on your back? Um, it wasn't too difficult actually <clears throat> um, like it just kind of went really early but we had to ride pretty hard to get the gap out so it's kind of a normal breakaway at the beginning, so I don't think I really have a big target on my back, so that's good. Well, okay, so you're sitting up there with Ballerini, and you're, he's in the KOM jersey, and you're, you're saying, hey, I'm going forward again tomorrow. Do you think that, that'll be any problem? Um, or maybe that's not his goal. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what his goal is. I think Astana had a rider in the breakaway yesterday, I believe, um, so obviously they're here to ride aggressive i'm sure they will tomorrow um i think hopefully if he's in the break i can try to get rid of him on hamilton <laughs> um, how, how was the break today you guys had two and a half maybe three and a half minutes how'd you guys work together especially with all those the technical stuff up through placerville and uh on up to uh, 88 um we worked together really well <clears throat> we were a little bit frustrated how close they're keeping the gap Normally on a stage that long, you get, you know, five, six minutes really quick and easy, but they kept us on a short leash, so we were all on the same page working together, and um, yeah, in the end, the, the Peloton decided they didn't want us out there anymore before those last two Cat 2s. All right, so you got uh, a few more days coming up. You're going for the KOM. Um, who's and Rob Britton, it looks like he's up there in front, so you guys going to have to kind of mix some your KOM, his GC battle? Uh, no, I think I haven't seen like the exact results of 
how much time he lost or where Gavin and Kyle are. Unfortunately, Brandon was kind of our number one GC guy, and he had a bad day today. Um, so I'm not sure if we'll change our strategy at all, but I think I'm going to be kind of on my own doing the KOM thing. But <clears throat> even looking at the GC, me being in the breakaway is probably a good thing because if I can make it over, I have a better chance of making it over Hamilton if I have a head start. I could make it over in the Peloton, but I also might not mm-hmm. if they really race it hard. Um, so I think it could be a complimentary goal for me to be in the breakaway and ride for my teammates for the GC. Last question. Have you scouted out Hamilton and actually, you know, the, the run up Quimby and then the run into Morgan Hill? Uh, I've only ever done it in the race, at least that direction. And then probably like Mount Hamilton road race, the other direction. <laughs> right. So I haven't done any like specific recon in the last year for it. No. Yeah. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks. I was curious about that pressure this year. Is it different being on a different team and um, you know, switching teams? Does that make a difference in terms of the pressure that you face coming into this race this year? No. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't joking. I didn't read any headlines about me. Um, <laughs> I don't know if there was any, but I've been too busy following the NBA playoffs. And I don't know, now that my Denver Nuggets are gone, I might, I might tune into Cycle News a little bit more. But, um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I, I don't feel pressure. I just, I'm always excited to come here. Um, you know, I've, I've raced well here every every year I've come here, and you know, I've even won it one year. Um, so it's just, it's it's just a motivation being here in front of my home crowd. I'm sure it's the same. You know, the Casper gets racing in Belgium, um, or Davide gets racing in Italy. You know, like we, this is our time to race in our home, and you know, it gives a gives a special motivation. DJ, I think this is your best result for EF so far. Um, does this help cement your place in the team a little bit more? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. No, no. I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, everyone always says you're only as good as your last race. And, you know, today was a good day. Um, you know, I had a couple good results, uh, in Perry Nice, but, um, but no, I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't think this changes much. I think it's, you know, we'll be, we'll be happy. We'll celebrate it. We'll move on to tomorrow. Casper, does this victory taste a bit sweet uh, because of the disqualification of Filiani in Giro, or didn't you hear about his disqualification? Yeah, we just saw it uh, just before we left the camper. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. I did not really uh, see what happened. Uh, so uh, I don't know, but yeah, it's nice. It's a nice way for the team to to make up for it with uh, the victory over here. So yeah. Does it give extra motivation? Victory is always gives extra motivation. <laughs>
Evan, um, can you just talk about tomorrow's stage and um, what you know about it and how you're going to approach it? Uh, yeah, tomorrow's another really hard stage. Um, like TJ said in 2017, it proved to be a really decisive day for the GC. The finish is different this year, so it might be less selective in theory, but you never know. Um, there's a lot of climbing and some more technical descents than today, so that lends itself to the race not regrouping when it splits on the climbs. Um, for me, I'm just going to do kind of the same thing as today, try to get up the road. It's a big day for the KM points, and that's also my best chance to be in the front group after Hamilton to have a head start there anyways. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what the, what the other teams want to do, how it plays out. Great. Thank you, gentlemen. See you tomorrow.